we have to bring it down to layman's terms, which I think everyone appreciates. But I think they use that because they want to maybe prove to the to the consumer that they're smart. Yeah. But I've always heard of the adage, you know, if you confuse them, you lose them. Becoming a millionaire isn't just about growing your money. It's also about protecting and preserving your wealth by using the right financial strategies for your situation. Welcome. This is Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi. John has his Master's of Science in Financial Services and is a certified financial planner and the president of Epiphany Capital. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. It's Middle Class Millionaire with Certified Financial Planner and President at Epiphany Capital. John Choi joining me once again to talk about spotting some problematic personalities of rogue advisors. This has a little element of ooh in it. Uh, we almost like need some kind of interesting dun 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 music going on or something. Uh, so John and I are going to dive into this. Finding a trustworthy and competent financial advisor obviously is a big deal and people want to make sure that they're securing their financial future. So how do you go about doing that? We've got some interesting personality types to kind of have you uh, your radar tuned into and uh, in case you encounter some of these and then think about uh, maybe getting a second or a third or a fourth opinion based on that. So that's the topic this week on the podcast. John, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Great. How are you? Doing pretty good. Hanging in there. Looking forward to chatting with you on this. Uh, we got some pretty interesting, clever, funny little names here on some of these uh, personality types. Now, as an advisor yourself, you meet and see and talk with advisors all around the country, I'm sure at various different functions and whatnot. So I'm sure you'll get a giggle out of some of these and you've probably encountered a few of these yourself. So uh, you kind of have to, you know, find the right person that's the right fit for you, right? Which is why many advisors offer complimentary reviews because they know they're being interviewed, but they're also interviewing you. It's got to be a two-way street. Probably work with a few, if not all of them. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's dive in, have some fun with some of these. Uh, we got quite a few, so we'll see how many we can get through, uh, get through here on the podcast. But let's start with the personality. Again, these are kind of uh, different advisor personality types. Let's start with the ghost. This is the, um, I think the person that really tries to make the deal, close the deal, and then they're really hard to get a hold of. I've talked to many, you know, consumers that are like, yeah, I was working with this person. And, you know, once I moved all my money over, like getting them back on the phone was virtually impossible. There is a very uh, good reason for that, I think. Or I should say that there's one type of advisor like that, and that's when they sell commission-only products. And gotcha. they've made the commission, they've made the sale, they're moving on. Because there's no other financial incentive for the advisor yeah. to keep keep advising the, the client, and they're off to their next deal. It's, so a, it's a commission-based it, commission model, right? It's a 100% commission-based model. I don't have a problem if, if they charge a commission or if they charge a fee, but... If that's the only time is, they make money and that's the only time you hear from them, that's that's the yeah that's the idea, right? It's like, oh, hey, I've got this new thing. You should do this. Yeah, then they're just after the sale. So that's, you know, that's a good point. It's probably... That's probably more of a broker, really, than a holistic financial professional like yourself. Oh, absolutely. And, and then so... But I, I do have to say that if you're buying like a 10-year term life insurance policy... Mm -hmm. Uh, there's not a lot of service that goes along with it, unless of course there's okay, a death claim, which which probably wouldn't be. But right, you know, you're you're just you're you're paying your annual premiums. There's nothing really to service. It's it's pretty cut and dry. Maybe product, hey, yeah, yeah, product yeah. oriented uh, transactions. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. So that that's where you'll find a lot of the ghosting. But yeah, 
Okay. All right. What about the one trick pony? This might fall into that same category then. Maybe it's uh maybe this is an insurance licensed agent only, right? So the only thing they can really talk to you about, if they're not talking to you about social security or uh, you know, whatever the case might be in, in, in income strategies or something like that, the only thing they're really talking about is insurance or insurance based products. That could be because they're not licensed to do anything else. Definitely. And so when I look at the financial planner universe and i i use that term loosely <laughs> it is a universe at this point yeah i like that <laughs> the fun the financial uh, advisor universe this is what i see okay so i would say that 80 to 90 percent of them are going to be insurance only and or investment only and of that 80 percent i would say three quarters of that of them will be investments only, and then the rest will be insurance only. There's about 10% that do both investments and insurance. And then the the remaining 10% is the comprehensive financial planning where they do everything. So we'll just hold off on talking about that. But that's kind of the breakdown that I see. So most people, most of the advisors out there are one-trick ponies. either insurance or investment. And it may be that's their business model and that's just all that they're interested in doing or whatever the case is. And there's is. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But as a consumer, just know that because if it's not the right. right fit for you, then you need right. to find someone holistic that's doing both things. Right. It, yeah. Again, if you want a holistic advisor, you're going to want to look for a holistic advisor. Right. Everyone says they're holistic, but really and truly they're not. Yeah. Um, that's licensed just, and properly licensed to deal in both sides of the aisle, if you will. Yeah, uh, but again, the mostly uh, advisors out there, are, they're just going to charge you the AUM fee or the you know ma- assets under management fee of the one percent or whatever. Okay, all right. And, and but that's what they're focused on. Yeah. Okay. All right. How about the jargon juggler? <laughs> you got to love some of these names here. This one sounds pretty obvious. What's the jargon juggler? <laughs> Those are the guys that use uh, industry <laughs> industry jargon, right? So they'll say. Uh, Something like, yeah, your elective deferrals in your 401k, what are those? And they'll be like, what? Yeah, your alpha so elect- and your beta and your PE ratio kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, we have to we have to bring it down to layman's terms, which I think everyone appreciates. But I think they use that because they want to maybe prove to the, the consumer that they're smart. Yeah. But I've always heard of the adage, you know, if you confuse them, you lose them. So you yeah, just can't really confuse good. them. And, and, and I don't know. I Like... In, in in medical terms, when I go see a doctor, I want them to talk to me like I'm a fifth grader. I'm not dumb, <laughs> yeah, but right. talk to me like I'm a fifth grader. Yeah, break it down for uh, me, doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't 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 say you know uh, am I or Marty? Uh, what myocardial myocardial just heart, yeah. yeah, just j- just say heart attack. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want. I don't need to know all the super fancy stuff, doc. No, That's what you went to school no. for. Tell me what's going yeah. on, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? And you think about. Think about uh, jargon in in the industry. Uh, It may not necessarily be a red flag that someone is a jargon juggler, if you will. It may be truly they're so used to like you you guys have everybody. Every industry has shorthand, right? Or short speak, if you will. If you're rattling off and you're talking with somebody all day long, you have some ways you shorten things up in any industry to get your point across so that you can just keep moving the, the conversation forward. And sometimes it may be the advisor or the financial professional. They're just not as good at slowing it down and conveying it, doing the KISS method for the end user, right? They're so used to talking in the fancy terms that they forget to just kind of keep it simple. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're doing something wrong. It's just something to be aware of because it may not be the right fit for you if you can't, you know, 
follow it. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of understand doctor speak because my wife is a physician. But, sure. Um, when I get together with my military friends, I can't keep up with their acronyms. Holy cow! Yeah, that's a everything. that's a heavy one. Yeah, you can definitely get lost there for sure. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move along here on our different uh, types of advisors here. The conversation hog. Again, pretty self-explanatory. But why this might be a red flag, John, is is are they trying to learn about you? Or are they just trying to sell themselves? That's exactly what it is. They're they're trying to sell themselves. They're saying these are my credentials. This is what I do. This is how I do it. I I I I I. Right. It's it's like the the song I I I. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but. Look, you've got to listen to the client and figure out what his goals. I mean, step one of the financial planning process is, you know, understand the client's goals. Mm-hmm. That that's that's according to the CFP Borg, right? That's step one of literally step one of the financial planning process. So mm. if if you don't know what they want, how are you going to offer it? Yeah, it's it's you know you don't want to shove anything down anyone's throat, right? Right. So, right. so you got to listen and you got to look for visual cues and you know, body language and if the husband says something, but the wife kind of gives him an elbow, you got to like be on the lookout for that. Notice that. Know, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? So we can listen twice as much as we speak. Oh, I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm going to hop around on the list a little bit to get some of the ones that I think are kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. And also some of the ones that people just kind of, you know, maybe don't often realize it's happening. Uh, let's go to the chameleon for a minute. And and this is maybe that, fi- it's, you know, we talked about the fact that the financial services world is so massively wide open now, the universe, as you called it. Um, and maybe this the chameleon is not really adapting their advice based on, you know, market trends or even, you know, clients needs, but really more about what they think they want to hear. And in that case, it's almost like the sugar coating. We were talking about, you know, your, your wife being a physician, doctors, give it to me straight. Don't sugarcoat it. Right. Maybe the chameleon does that in the financial services world. That happened a lot in 2008, mm. uh, 2009, yeah. if you remember the market crash. And what people will say is, Hey, I, I want to go to cash. I'm scared to death. I'm right. scared out of my wits. Right. And, and, and you can't stop them from going to cash, but you can educate them. Sure. And you can say, hey, look, these are the trends. This is what this is. But the easy move is to move them all into cash. And the advisor is really not doing anyone any favors. Yeah. Because if they lost 30%, 40% in the markets, and back at that time, I think treasuries were given like less than 1%, maybe 0.5%. It would take them 80 years or more mm. to get to, to get back to where, where they were. But that was the safe move. That was the easy move. That was, you know, what the clients wanted to hear. I've, I remember losing one client and we went to battle and I said, you, you cannot do this. You know, and he had only lost 20%, um, or okay. he was down 20%. You know, he locked in his loss. He said, I'm moving. I said, stay in the market, please. This is, you know, you're still working. You don't have to withdraw from your investments at this point. And it was just a portion of his portfolio, of course. He got on on March 9th which of 2009, which was absolute bottom of the stock. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that story. And, you know, I, I hope he got back in the market, but he gave me every reason in the book why he shouldn't be in the market. But, you know, um, and I didn't do it. So I said, uh, you, guess what? If you're going to, if you are going to go to cash, I said, that's fine. I am not going to be part of this process. So you're going to have to transfer your account and, and go to the, a new broker that will be an order taker. And what he did is he went to Schwab to a self-directed account and he sold it himself. Mm, I said, yeah. Okay. But I, I just, I'm not going to be part of that. 
Yeah. Well, and again, you know, fear and panic definitely happens in those times. And I think some value that an advisor brings is is being able to talk us down off the ledge or talk us through some various different things. And, and that certainly could have been the case there. Uh, and maybe the chameleon really is just kind of, again, telling you what you want to hear. Uh, all right. Well, talking about the kind of the, the scare tactic thing, there's basically the Armageddon profit, right? So this is this is those professionals and any industry has this, right? Oh, this is, oh, this is bad, right? Somebody comes out to look at your, I don't know, your home for something. Oh, this is one of the worst floors I've ever seen, right? And it, it, maybe yeah. it is, maybe it isn't, right? But right. they're just using that as a way to get you to buy something. There's a comedian I remember that said, uh, no matter who did the job, when the guy comes in and, and looks at your floor, they always say, who the heck did this nonsense? And uh, it could be done. It could have been done six months ago, uh, and it could have been done by him. And he would say, "You did six months ago." <laughs> and, he said, and he says, "Oh, great job! That was a great job. Yeah. You forgot, right?" But uh, I mean, that that is um, a scare tactic that people were using in 08. They were saying, "Hey, look, well, let's go to um, safe bonds. Let's go to safe annuities." And okay, it could have been for part of it, mm-hmm. but. It shouldn't be for the whole thing. Uh, all the let's go to CDs, let's go to cash. You know, you may we may take some risk off the table, but not the whole thing. Right. And if you look at, uh, I remember there were so many gold commercials. Oh, you know, I love the gold gold. commercials, John, because they're like, the dollar is going to garbage, get gold now. But, you know, you ever noticed, has anybody stopped to think about how they want you to pay them for that gold? With dollars. With dollars. (laughs) I always thought to me, I thought, how does this commercial work on anybody? Because it's like, yes, gold, you know, get gold. Okay, well, how should I pay you if the dollar is going to, 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 you know, to the can there? Well, pay me with dollars. Well, wait a minute. I thought it was going terrible. So I don't yeah, know. cash but, sucks. So just give me. Just your go cash. ahead and give me your cash. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when you think about our news cycle, John, it's pretty much based on the Armageddon profit, right? Everything is, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, right? So that's 100%. kind of the that's kind of the model there. So you got to be on the lookout for that. That's a pretty easy one to spot. Uh, yeah. You know. So, but let's let's do one more here. We'll wrap it up this week. Maybe two. We'll see. Um, but let's go with the expensive, but the empty suit. We've all heard of the empty suit. There's there's a lot of pomp and circumstance, but not a whole lot of substance. Maybe there is a old story that I remember that this couple went to a planning firm, and they had this beautiful leather bound binder with their two hundred page financial plan. Their names are Golden Boss. Mm, yes, probably in a very nice, fancy office. Yeah, yeah. beautiful, just beautiful. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight TVs on the wall. Yeah, family photo on the uh, the binder. Yeah, you know, gorgeous, right? Heavy. He gives it to him. It's this twenty thousand dollar plan. Oh my! And and they're like, hmm. So they go to they go to another shop. And this is in a nice three ring binder. It's you know, it's it, they got it from Office Depot. They yeah, it, it, it no fuss, no muss. Yeah. yeah, right. And they look at it; it's the same plan because it's essentially the same plan because it was you know written by the same software, right? They're using the same software. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, two thousand bucks, right? Yeah. So it's like you know, you gotta. <laughs> So someone's gonna have to pay for that suit, the conference room, the the oak, the leather, the you <laughs> the know Jaguar what I'm in the parking lot. Yeah. The Jaguar in the parking and, lot, the expensive yeah. rent, the marble, yeah. 
and don't get me wrong, right? There's, you know, with any of these, there's, there's good advisors, there's good people in every profession, right? Yes. Uh, and yes. not, and any one of these does not necessarily mean someone's doing a bad job, but it's understanding the demographic uh, that you're, that you're looking into for whatever it is. I mean, I think we could say the same thing about a mechanic, right? Or anything else. There's going to be different kinds of personality types in any industry because we're all human. We all have these different kind of personality quirks, but you need to figure out what it is that you're looking for. So, you know, in this example, you know, if the the ghost is something that you don't want, you don't want to be ghosted, then maybe a transactional based advisor is not what you're looking for. Like a, a broker that's only going to talk with to you when they need, can make a sale, you know, right. or if, if it's in, you know, if it's an insurance only person and the only thing they keep mentioning to you is buy life insurance and you need conversations about other things, then that one trick pony may not be for you. So that's the whole point of the podcast without kind of just trying to disparage anybody. But there are, there are other bad apples out there in every industry. Every industry. And, and you know, going back to the one trick pony, yeah. and I think we mentioned this in a previous podcast, it's that trivial pursuit puzzle piece, right? Where mm-hmm. you've got to have all six puzzle, right. puzzle pieces right. to win investments, insurance, estate, retirement, taxes, and general principles. Like I said, most people will just have one pie piece uh, one or the other, about 10% will have two of the pie pieces, which is investments and insurance. But there's only a very, very small amount that does actual comprehensive financial planning, even in the CFP world. Now, the CFP is trained to do all of them. Uh, and a good CFP professional will will do all six of those. But that's what I'd be looking for if, if that's what you want. Yeah. If you just want somebody just for investments, just to you know buy and sell sl- stocks, that's fine. Again, it's it's your money. It's your choice. Yep. But for most people, from what, what I gather from the conversations, people nowadays, and studies back me up on this, uh, today, they want comprehensive, all six puzzle pieces of the financial financial planning. Yep. There you go. So, there you go. So that's yeah. some personality types. You want to find the right one for you, uh, ideally one that can handle everything. Uh, but if you like that same year over year strategy, the never change, no matter what the market does, because you don't want to move things, well, then maybe the tortoise is for you. So we squeezed in one more there. But if you need that help, you need that complete comprehensive help in those six pie pieces, the six wedges of the Trivial Pursuit pie, if you will, then reach out to a qualified professional, somebody like John Choi. He is a certified financial planner and again, the president at Epiphany Capital. You can reach him online at johnchoi.net. That is johnchoi.net. Don't forget you can you know you can book a, book some time online. Uh, you can check in the show note descriptions for that as well. And of course, you can always subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Just type in "middle class millionaire." My friend, thanks for having a conversation with me. A lot of fun. I like some of these names, and uh, and I, and I'm glad you're not a jargon juggler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. We'll see you next time here on the podcast. This has been Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi. Take care, folks. Epiphany Capital is a registered investment advisor, RIA, located in the state of Illinois. Epiphany Capital provides investment advisory and related services for clients nationally. Epiphany Capital will maintain all applicable registration and licenses as required by various states in which Epiphany Capital conducts business, as applicable. Epiphany Capital renders individualized responses to persons in a particular state only after complying with all regulatory requirements or pursuant to an applicable state exemption or exclusion.